So what do you get when you mix Mark Summers, Michael Malley, Stick Stickly, and Doug Funny? That's right, you get the Aggro Crag Assassin, Derek Direction, and you're listening to Wrestling Chairs. Making your way in the world today, takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries, sure will help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even if sometimes you have multiple names. And we are here on the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com, where you can check out all the great shows, such as All Beer Inside, European Uppercut, The Tuts Experience, One of Clubs Heads Up, Luchat, CFL Easy Picks, What's on Fight, Eurovision Showcase, Legends on Siren FM, TTN at the Movies, Shut the Fuck Up, and my other podcast, Hangin' with Heavy. And of course, thank you for listening and downloading, maybe even subscribing. If not, you should definitely subscribe, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. You can find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, on Twitter, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, Instagram, Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers, and email WrestlingCheers at gmail.com. And this is Wrestling Cheers, where we talk about the wonderful world of professional wrestling in the Northeastern Ohio area, pretty much. And on this week's episode, no review and no preview. This is an interview episode. And of course, who am I? I am your host. I am Heavy Set at Heavy Set 330 on your lovely, lovely Twitter device, Twitter machine, Twitter application, if you will. And like I said, not a review, not a preview interview episode. And it is a really big one with AIW Superstar or Wrestler. I don't want to say Superstar. It sounds like to WWE. No, nothing against them. But AIW Wrestler Derek Director. Old Wrestling Derek Oliver. I believe his name he was given in elsewhere. Derek Direction. And... I'm going to throw out a, a few things really quick, and I'll go over some results of this particular show. If you couldn't make it out to the old wrestling extravaganza a couple weeks ago, I, I happen to have my notes in front of me on the winners and losers of this particular particular evening. I did have a bunch of stuff that I wanted to do for this, but I'm not sure how it would all come off, but I will try this. And the exhibitions at Old Wrestling were as follows. Organ Grinder Colin Delaney and Symbolic Monkey beat the Jollyville Jeepers clean and jerk. The lobbying legislators Big Sue Jackson and Fresco the Free Fighter beat Marion Fontaine, Felino Blanco, Inky Scoops, and William Howard Taft. Agent Dick J. Lahart beat El Manador Gregory Iron. Old-timer Jeff King was beaten by Gentleman Jarvis. Bruno Babyface Moradi and Little Guido Martino 
were beat by Jock Sampson and Bill Taylor. And your main event of the evening for the World Championship of Wrestling, Matthew Cross retained his championship against Judge Hugo Lexington Black. Two out of three falls. And those were the matches at the Old Wrestling Extravaganza. A huge thank you to Marion Fontaine for allowing me to get the interview with Derek before the show. He had somebody maybe picked out. I don't know exactly how it was, but we were able to get a location on the fairgrounds. Not necessarily part of like their locker room, which is just the barn before the show, but I didn't necessarily want that kind of access. I just wanted a nice, quiet place where we could record. You will hear in the interview at some point the the band, the live band, will start playing it, and you can you can hear it on the microphone. At least in my headsets, while I was editing, I could I could hear it. And if you're listening to Car Stereo, it might not be as bad, but still, uh, you could hear us just fine. And if if you get a chance, check. Out old wrestling olde wrestling it's fun for the entire family it was a nice early show and wasn't too long the whole gimmick of being in like the 1920s is is very fun because you get people who are wrestling as William Howard Taft. A couple things I didn't mention is uh, there was a women's match scheduled and they didn't necessarily have it, but they did bring in a wrestler from Ohio, I believe. I know she has history in Ohio, Samantha Heights, and she was Typhoid Mary. And they did a nice bit with her throughout the entire show. And there was also a point, and I don't have, I don't remember exactly where it was in the show, but they had this guy who was Babe Ruth. I believe it was, at, yeah, it was after the lobbying legislators, Big Sue and Frisco the Free Fighter. It was a eight-man tag match. I believe it was after that match. Nope. No, no, no. It was the, the other the other tag team match that had another uh, historical figure, or not necessarily the other tag team match, but Bruno, Babyface, Martelli, and Little Guido Marato, Marajito, I believe it is. I, Italian names can't really pronounce them all, but I believe it was at the end of that match, which was, was a very fun match, but that's when Babe Ruth uh, happened to step in to the squared circle. And it's, it's, it's once one-of-a-kind thing, and they only run a handful of shows a year. The Extravaganza is one of the, the bigger ones, and uh, we would have had some live tweets from it, but A, you, we kind of wanted a keeping gimmick of the whole 1920 show, and there wasn't any cell phones or anything like that in 1920s, but the more important thing is uh, no cell service. Uh, I got very little cell service. Of if I was going to live tweet, I would literally have to come back and forth between every match and tweet out what everything was because they're just getting horrible, horrible cell service. But they do run, I know, in Lakewood once a year, and there's like a two, one or two other shows that I think they do. Those are the main two, and if you get a chance, check them out. It is a, it's a very fun show, and a lot of people come up dressed for the era, and, you know, still still very fun and uh is worth checking out another big thank you another big shout out to one of my favorite wrestlers marion fontaine for everything that he has done with this and allowing me to get the interview in hopefully we have him here on the podcast soon i do want to do a nice interview with him we were supposed to get one next month but uh turns out that's kind of fell through but i will get him on he's one of my absolute favorites and it'd be fun to sit down and learn a little bit more about marion fontaine now also 
Uh, we had another show that I attended recently, and that would be the Ohio Championship Wrestling Show that they had in Canton, which you will be hearing some interviews that I got from that show in a couple weeks as we will be promoting the... Sixth annual Dustin Batdorf Invitational uh, Dropkick Addiction. It's an anti-drug fundraiser. It'll be food, games, and prizes. Live pro wrestling, obviously. Saturday, October 14th at the Rock Gym and Activity Center in Canal Fulton. That's 709 Elm Ridge Avenue in Canal Fulton. You're going to want to check out this that show, and we'll have a big thing here in two weeks with it and i got a bunch of people that are going to be in the dbi who have been in since the beginning and the man behind it all also talking about it and fun fun show that it is even even for what they cover of the whole drug addiction thing and we'll we'll get into that here in i think i said two weeks but if i'm correct it will be three weeks uh look for that episode on the 29th of september and this past weekend like i said i was at the ocw event live at the Buzzbin or live at Buzzbin, which is a bar in Canton. If you haven't got a chance, like I don't promote anything that I don't care about. So I walked into there and a lot of pinball machines and a handful of arcade games. Have to pay for them all, unlike some of these other places that it's not free play. But the coolest thing for me, there's like I said, there's all these different pinball machines like Sopranos and a bunch of other ones. But I the first one that I I seen was the Ghostbusters one, and actually someone had put money in it but didn't play it. I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan, so I hit start and I got to play a free thing of pinball, of Ghostbusters pinball. There's also one of uh, if you obviously if you listen to this, you're a wrestling fan. WrestleMania the arcade game, actual cabinet machine for that. And there's this uh, other arcade game where I think I've heard of this before where you buy someone buys an arcade cabinet put in puts in some new features to it like um, a high def television and all this other stuff and they have like a bunch of old arcade games all stored into it like I know you can play Donkey Kong 3 there might have been Frogger there might have been like a pinball game but it's 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 like a you're playing an old school arcade game but it's in high definition so definitely check if if you're in the Canton area check it out and the quick results from this particular show uh, the evening started off with Juice Jennings versus Electric Jake Eli and with the upset of the century Jake Eli beat Juice Jennings via pinfall. This next part was very, very tough to live tweet, but we had Clinton Oswald come out, say a couple things on the microphone, and then out came Flying Ryan Burke, and it looked like that that was going to be his opponent. Well, it turns out he was attacked by a wrestler that I did not catch his name, I didn't know his name, and I was corrected on Twitter on what his name is, and that would be none other than Crosshairs Kelly. And the way you know, it happened is it seems like Clinton Oswald has paid Crosshairs Kelly to do his dirty work, so it ended up being Crosshairs Kelly versus Flying Ryan Burke, and Ryan Burke did win that matchup by pinfall. Up after that was Gino DeCapo versus Chuck the Truck Morris, and DeCapo won via pinfall. Up next after that was Flex Jordan versus Jimmy Shane. No shame, Jimmy Shane, for the OCW Heritage Championship. Uh, Before the match could get started, Jimmy Shane's rival Jackson Argos came out and decided to get in the corner of Flex Jordan. Well, Jimmy Shane was thinking ahead and had a backup plan for Jordan and Argos. The safe word was 
was Winner, and none other than his former tag team partner, Robbie Starr. This led to a tag team match between Jimmy Shane and Robbie Starr versus Jackson Argos and Flex Jordan. Before the end of the match, Juice Jennings comes out and confronts Fantone. Fantone, for those who don't know, a radio personality in the Canton area who is also involved in a storyline of screwing over Juice Jennings in the last show, which was called Clockwork Orange. But during the altercation, Juice Jennings was removed by security off the premises and out of Busbin. Jackson Argos did pin Jimmy Shane to win the match. And a huge apology. Uh, Trying to live tweet sometimes can be a pain in the ass, ass. And I tagged the wrong person instead of Argos. And then I went to tag someone else. And then instead of put a period or hitting send, I hit Z. So that completely fucked shit up. My bad. My bad. After that, we had a rematch from the finals of the OCW Women's Championship Tournament, which was two weeks ago. One week prior to the event, and Zoe Sky versus Laura Loveless. Laura Loveless pinned Zoe Sky to become the new OCW Women's Champion, so Zoe Sky loses the title after only having it one week. And then up next was the main event of the evening Grant Andrews versus Matt Taylor, Darkstar Matt Taylor. Juice Jennings ended up interfering in the match, and the match pretty much ended in a DQ, wasn't really officially announced, and that led to just a huge, huge chaotic scene with Jimmy Shane coming out, and Jackson Argos, and Flex Jordan, and Jake Eli, and Matt Taylor, so pretty much all these personalities that we've seen throughout the night have jumped into the ring, and Fantone gets on the microphone and turns it into an eight-man tag match. So it was Jimmy Shane, Robbie Starr, Matt Taylor, and Jake Eli versus Grant Andrews, Jackson Argos, Juice Jennings, and Flex Jordan. Matt Taylor ended up pinning Juice Jennings to win the eight-man tag match, and that was the end of of the night and OCW is another great organization in my my opinion coming from a fan I think the top companies in the state are hands down AIW and Rockstar right behind them you have your remix old wrestling like I said in the last episode I throw in in another category there they stand on their own pedestal and they're they're one of a kind after that I think you have this other group that gets looked over your war your new ohio wrestling ohio championship wrestling mega championship wrestling and that's it if i missed you it might not necessarily be a slight against you but i think these are some great independent organizations that don't necessarily get the attention that they deserve and i think they get looked over because there's other wrestling in their area that's shitty it's the only way i could put it and i think in the akron canton area the best organization that's based out of that area, is Ohio Championship Wrestling. Like, AIW, they can run Akron Canton, but I consider them a Cleveland company. The best company that is ran right now in Akron Canton, hands down, OCW, family-friendly show, kind of like how old wrestling is to where they, they, they fit it in just perfect. And I know a lot of people bitch about how certain shows can be long. You know, I get that with AIW, and I'm fine with that with AIW and other shows, but sometimes you want one that you're in and out a little bit quicker. OCW has a great arena in Akron that they will be returning to, I think, early next year. And when I first seen pictures of it, I couldn't believe it. Like, it looked like it was really good, like, television studio almost. The lighting was good, and I was impressed. I wanted to go see it live. And when I went and seen it live, I'm not kidding you, it is in a old 
elementary gym and it's small but what they do with that space is amazing and it, it it's all the more reason to check them out very cheap show i want to say tickets beforehand were ten dollars and day of the show was twelve dollars even if you buy them online uh they jacked out the ticket prices the day of instead of they said at the door but check out ocw check out old wrestling check out other independent wrestling in your area i think if you're in the akron can area like i said ocw is a great place to go i'm working on being at more shows they have a show coming up next saturday that i will unfortunately be missing but they will be back after that on the 30th and i think the the 30th show is going to be a show you won't want to miss on the on the 16th the show that they have is at the Genesee County Fair, I believe it is. It's in Lore City, Ohio. But the 30th, they will be at Dalton, Ohio at the YMCA. And their guest of the evening will be none other than current entrepreneur of independent wrestling. Or entrepreneur of a clothing brand that's sponsoring all of independent wrestling. We have none other than Al Snow. And it's a show that I'm going to be going to and I'm really, really looking forward to. So like I said, that is September 30th check out Ohio Championship Wrestling and might even see you there at the show. But also, you know who you can find in Ohio Championship Wrestling? You can find none other than Derek Direction. And before we get into the Derek Direction interview, I close off the show after the interview. So we're going to close it with a little bit of plugs. Of course, you can rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and TuneIn. Please, seriously, rate us, review us, and subscribe if you aren't already going to those aforementioned names uh providers and please rate us and review us and uh, check out all the other great shows we have on the train topics network all beer inside european uppercut the tuts experience one up clubs heads up blue chat cfl easy picks what's on fight eurovision showcase legends on siren fm ttn at the movies shut the fuck up and like i said my other show hanging with heavy check out some of my friends macho men radio which i recently just participated in a season preview in our picks for the entire year of the nfl the chris clem Cavs cast check that show out wingcast a wingman podcast let the hate flow through you pod van dam road home from wrestling the weekly wrestling podcast and the official graphic designer of wrestling cheers moy boy designs if you want to get a hold of anybody on the show well you can get a hold of me at heavyset330 on twitter you can get on the show on twitter at wrestling cheers twitter.com slash wrestling cheers find us on facebook facebook.com slash wrestling cheers and on instagram at wrestling cheers or instagram.com slash wrestling cheers and email us if you so need to so desire to so choose to you can email us wrestling cheers at gmail.com i've taken up enough of your time and this interview is close to 50 minutes long and we hardly talk any wrestling and I'm going to be honest, quite possibly my favorite interview that I've done so far live one-on-one because it was, it was fun to sit down and talk with Derek. He's an easy guy to speak to. We come from some of the same backgrounds. We were only child or only children. We love Nickelodeon. We love cereal and we love professional wrestling. And there's probably a lot of other similarities between us. A great dude. Please follow him on all his social media that you'll hear at the end of this episode. And, uh, yeah, that will 
do it for this part of the show. So now we're only left with one thing. It's on to the, the big show. So let's get into the interview with Derek Direction, Derek Director, and Derek Oliver. What's up, everybody? You're listening to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And my name is Alex Worldwide Keller. And now you know Wrestling Cheers Worldwide Let's move some wood. All right, and we're back on the podcast. We have none other than the man of many nicknames, many different... Actually, I'll, I'll let him explain. It's a direct direction, so st- start with the list. Um, I am the Agro Crag Assassin. That's my predominant moniker I use, which I'm a 90s kid, true and true, Amen. was born in the 90s. And then if you venture down the road a little bit, I'm Derek Director in Absolute Intense Wrestling. I'm the best director there is, obviously. And then if you jump in the DeLorean and floor it back in time, I'm Derek Oster for Old Wrestling. A pretty cool barber. I wouldn't trust myself to give myself a haircut. But yeah, that's where the nicknames lie for the most part as of now. I mean, I don't think I have anything else, do I? No. No, I don't think so. I mean, you have all the ones that you said in the, the soundbite. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very true. I, um, I also am a Christmas elf once. I dressed up for it, or Joe Dombrowski for Premier Championship Wrestling as a Christmas elf, which was terrible and awkward and not a fan of it. So you're Derek the Elf. Yeah. I lost the match to Rex Brody, and I got forcefully put in a, an elf costume. That's how I spent my Christmas after I got busted open in a death match with Josh Singh. There's there's a name right there. <laughs> Joshua Singh. This might be the first interview where someone's mentioned Joshua Singh. Oh, yeah. Who just had his return. Just big, big Hoss return. He won the golden boot. The golden boot. And got some Blu-rays. Uh, who gave him the Blu-rays? I thought it was that. I thought it was um a, one of one of one of my fans that always gives me like a whole bunch of Nickelodeon stuff. My good friend Paul, but I asked him today and it wasn't him. So did you catch who gave him the Blu-rays? I thought it was Bill Bill Taylor. Okay, but I think he, the person he tagged wasn't him. So I don't know. It was in that area. What if it was like a stunt granny that Josh was like, "Hey, <laughs> let me get myself over and have this guy give me Blu-rays." Why wouldn't his own granny do it then? She was there. Uh, she was too busy with Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> My, that's my ex-wife. Oh, yeah, that's true. And Meg, I forgot about that whole bit. Oh, my God. Do you think we'll ever see Joshua Singh versus Matt Cross? Uh, Just so we can see. Nana, Nana, Nana Singh, Singh and Grandma Cross? Yes. Or was it Grandma Havoc? What did she go by? I don't think. I, always, I think I use Grandma Cross. That would be good. That would be really funny. Didn't um, Josh Russell Matt Cross at one of the AIW shows? I thought it was Alex. Was it Alex? I, I want to say Josh did. I could be wrong, though. It could be completely wrong. I don't remember. I've been dropped Alex, on my head a lot. Alex is the one that I, I vividly remember because of the whole I thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I don't remember. I think we, that Caden has to get back to us on this because I know Caden knows. Caden does. Or he's going to listen to this and he's going to look it up and try to figure <laughs> out. I mean, he does that in the middle of the show. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know whether he's looking it up or he's just going to his DVD collection. Going, I, I think that's what it is. I think <laughs> that's like, what it was when you like, when you guys were talking about Big Mo making when his last um his last AIW thing was. I think he went to his DVD case and was just looking through them. Like, I think it was this show. Nope, I think it was this show. Nope. <laughs> well, I, I hope at least his DVDs are in um order by date. That would make everything easy. Probably by date, and you'd figure probably alphabetical by promotion. Oh, yeah, that's how I'm I sure he has a lot. Yeah, his who has a bigger collection? Uh, Caden with his. Wrestling collection or Joshua Singh with his <laughs> Blu-rays. 
I think we should find a way to get these two in the match, winner take all. Yeah, for sure. Take everything. <laughs> but I don't know. What if Caden doesn't have Blu-rays? Josh will be really pissed off. Can I swear? Yes. Yeah. We are. The feed is okay. rated explicit. I don't um, want you to have to put a little bleep. Only, only time I have to edit something is when Joshua Bishop calls Ethan Page by his real name. Okay. And that was taken out of the podcast. Good. But, I have, but I have the soundbite saved <laughs> on my computer. <laughs> what an idiot. <sighs> and then when I seen Ethan, I was like, oh, you need to say something to Bishop about saying your real name on a podcast. Love it. That's funny. Nickelodeon. That's, that's my bread and butter. I Dude, love Nickelodeon. We could we could talk for days. Like I could talk days about a lot of like I had before with you know Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles, and we could I'll probably obviously talk about that too. But Nickelodeon was my shit. Mm-hmm. What year were you born? I was born in 1990. Okay. So I, it was the prime by 95 when Rugrats and mm-hmm. Our Room Monsters. Well, no, it was Rugrats, Doug, and Run and Stippy. They were the first three shows. Yep. That's when I was um coming into being a little kid, and I remember everything about it. I was about to say then they've been here your whole life mm-hmm. you will get this this uh reference yesterday because i was recording this it's we're in a barn which i should have mentioned in older uh wrestling as flies are flying all over me i don't know if i smell or yeah but uh we had the the people watching outside of the window mm-hmm. the only you're the only person that's going to get this reference like i was right by kate i'm like i can't say this you won't even remember it i was like this reminds me of wienerville <laughs> it's old steve wiener i love him i, I love mean, it that's perfect that's a that's a great acknowledgement not to mention like he'd had the curtain like right behind him yeah it was only the face i'm like mm-hmm. this guy's like a puppet mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what i when i was standing when i came into the ring and i was posing i looked over i'm like this guy looks like a puppet like what's yeah. going on over there it was really awkward but it was cool i, I totally get it and that's great a little side note i actually tried to contact steve wiener to film a promo for me but he never got back to me is he still doing stuff i don't he had a he has a facebook page that i that's a, his official page that i hit up he just never responded he must be really busy in wienerville must be um see so that means like a lot of the nicktoons have been around pretty much your whole life like you don't remember a time without it no i do not and every like i'm an only child so this is a story this is the same story that i've said over and over I don't have a brother or sister. I was an awkward kid just mm-hmm. by myself. So I found love in pro wrestling because they were my friends and my dumb head. Mm-hmm. I just assumed like, oh, Hawk Hogan's my friend. But before wrestling, what else is there? Cartoons. So mm-hmm. I would watch nonstop Nickelodeon cartoons and eat cereal, which is why I have a whole bunch of cereal tattoos tattooed to me. Well, you got that. We can move that <laughs> for sure. Um, and then I would just love wrestling. Like my childhood consisted of cartoons, professional wrestling, and cereal. And yep. I've integrated all three of them into my persona. We should have been friends a lot sooner. <laughs> I completely like, agree. I love I love Nickelodeon growing up. What was your favorite Nicktoon? Like I'll we'll, um, we'll even do this different phases. Okay. Favorite of all time. Okay. Favorite of the original three. Okay. Then favorite maybe outside of the original three if it differs oh. from. The- all right. That's a good. It's a really good question. Um, my favorite of all time has to be Rocco's Modern Life nice. because I always thought it was really tongue in cheek. There was so many adult themed jokes that were subliminally put into the show that as a little kid you don't get but as an adult when you watch it you're like oh Rocco is a phone sex yeah, I was about to say, oh baby oh baby oh baby <laughs> um yeah so I love Rocco's Modern Life and I like my one thing that always popped me when I was a little kid is there's an episode where they are at the carnival Rocco and Heifer and Rocco plays um a game and he like hits the big mallet onto the the weight thing that shoots up and hits the bell and or something somewhere along the lines he hit a frog and a frog like flew across there and the sign he was flying by said welcome to heck 
but hell was crossed out. And as a little kid, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. It says hell on a cartoon, but that's my favorite all time is Rocco. Like, I want to get Rocco's Modern Life wrestling gear, but I cannot find his shirt. Like, I, I've been looking so hard, and I know I can get it from the Nick box, but it's super expensive. If you look it up on eBay, super expensive for that dumb polo shirt that's going to be cut and put in an arrow. I've seen gear. somewhere online. A, someone was selling a button-up Rocco shirt. It was like it was like a Facebook thing. Oh man! And I was just like, "Oh my god, that's awesome!" I, I would for sure. I want to buy it. I also want to buy it to wear it as the director when I manage people because it's very it's very tongue in cheek because mm-hmm. it looks like a cool button-up shirt. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's like, oh, his regular wrestling gimmicks. He's a '90s kid, and that's Rocco's Modern Life shirt. Like, I just want I want to plant as many little Easter eggs in each gimmick I do. Yeah. And like, I was talking to Marino about it today, who is sitting next to me. But um, I was talking to him about it today. That oh, hold on, let, let him say hello. We'll, we'll get him in here. Hi, everybody. But um, like I was telling him today, I wear my like big obnoxious glasses for every uh, character I portray. Because it's sort of like a little Easter egg and it's funny, a little tongue in cheek, like, oh, he's Derek Oster, but he has his Derek Direction glasses on, or he's Derek the director, but he has his Derek Direction glasses on. Yeah. It's funny. But back to not trying to stray too much off. My yeah, favorite um, all time is Rockwell's Modern Life. Okay. Um, my favorite big three probably would be, I mean, it, you have to say Rugrats here, but I mean, everyone else gets an honorable mention. Like, Doug was great and Ren and Stimpy was cool, but. Rugrats is obviously the best out of the three. I think Nickelodeon put more behind Rugrats, too, oh, yeah. than the other three. I well, mean, if you look at it, Ren and Stimpy, I remember when it, I would actually see it played on Comedy Central mm-hmm. and MTV, mm-hmm. and I was like, why are why are they playing this? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I personally like Doug. Really? But, but then again, it's my age. No, yeah. yeah. I figure I was older. Like I remember when they introduced these. I remember the time before mm-hmm. when there was a lot of Count Ducula. Oh, yeah. And um, I'm trying to remember some of the other regular shows. I mean, obviously, you had your Looney they had a lot of game shows back then, which are so awesome. Um, we you have, you didn't say that. We have to get in favorite Nick Gas too, like Nick Gas show. Okay, we can. That, I mean, moving moving forward <laughs> a little bit. I mean, obviously, you know yeah. what it's going to be. And actually, I, I agree with you. If it's what I think it is, I agree too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. You like Doug? That's really cool. Panty Mayonnaise was a babe, obviously. But what I what I was saying, like, like there was a Doug movie, but that was Disney. Yeah, the, Disney ruined the Doug franchise for me. I have a few Doug VHS tapes, mm-hmm. and like people bring me them all the time, which is cool. And so, like, they brought me Doug VHS tape, but I don't want to put it with my Nickelodeon collection because, A, the tape's not orange, and, B, it's a Disney tape. So I have them sitting away from my collection because, obviously, I just made fun of Josh Singh for all of his (laughs) Blu-rays. I collect orange VHS tapes. (laughs) So let's see who is cooler in this this conversation. Obviously, Josh wins. (laughs) Okay, favorite... Outside. Well, because he's your favorite. There's no which one because your favorite. Okay, that's all. I'll make sure we cover yeah, yeah. it all. For me, it's obvious, I think Doug might be my favorite of all. Really? But I think it's because I was I wasn't necessarily a teenager when when they came out. I mean, I don't think I was far from it. But I as I got older, like I really loved that show mm-hmm. more. I love the imagination of Doug. Yeah. Rugrats was okay, but like maybe because I was I felt a little bit older. Yeah. So then, like for you, like it kind of grew up with you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You got to exploit when you got to a certain age. They came out with the movies. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like it was. SpongeBob before SpongeBob, and now SpongeBob is even surpassed Rugrats, oh, which sure. really in the, the whole realm of Nicktoons, mm-hmm. that's amazing. One hundred percent. I um, Doug was really good, and so I'll give you credit for that. I like Doug. I'm glad you didn't say Run and Stumpy. Run and Stumpy. Um, like you said, it was on VH1. It was on MTV. Like I don't want to say they sold out, but as a avid Nickelodeon fan, they sold out. Same thing with Doug. When Doug made the move to Disney, he sold out. Like Ro- Roger Klutz was like the the biggest <laughs> the biggest heel. 
<laughs> Roger Klutz was the biggest heel, and a little Guido just walked by and just pointed at me. And hey, fuck Batista. <laughs> <laughs> I, I seen him when I walked in, and I shook his hand, and I was like, fuck Batista. He was like, man, it's been two years. And I'm, and I'm just like, ah, it's been really two years, but no, no, I just always, like, when I think of you, I think, fuck Batista. For sure. <laughs> but back to what I was saying, um, I actually don't remember what I was saying. Uh, I mean, it sold out. Yeah, they, they sold did. out, but... um. Yeah, Disney took it away from uh, Doug. Like, oh, Roger Klutz. But Roger Klutz was the biggest heel in Nickelodeon. But then when he went to Disney, he got kind of soft. Roger Klutz in Nickelodeon was the man. His mom was a monster truck driver. He had a sweet leather jacket. But when he goes to Disney, he gets a haircut and his sleeves get ripped off his leather jacket. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weak. Yeah, I don't. I think my biggest gripe of it, they took out the Honker Burger. They did take out the Honker I Burger. I love too. the Honker yeah. Burger. That was yeah, one hundred percent. And like the animation was a little bit different, and that always kind of. That's like, what I thought. I thought was really cool. The anime, the animation in Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy, and Doug were all completely different. Like they didn't look like the same show. Like mm-hmm. you can tell it was different animators, which is cool. Like it gave everything a unique vibe, and that's that's I can talk all day about this. I love it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of ones that I like. I always have ones that I like, but I know like my cutoff was right around. Around the time of SpongeBob. Yeah, I, I I'm sure like young Marino over here can talk about how he loves SpongeBob. I I can't. I I mean I watch shows and I, I like I could name like episodes when I see the memes and stuff of mm-hmm. like prehistoric SpongeBob or like Doodle Bob. But I was I was out when around that time. The same time as you, I probably jumped out and I don't want to say grew up because I didn't grow up. But. It, it was one of those that did some of the same stuff of Ren and Stimpy mm-hmm. and Rocco's Modern Life, where they were very tongue in cheek. Like they would say stuff that you go back later and you go, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Like you had mentioned that about Rocco's Modern Life. There's like parts of Ren and Stimpy where it's like they're on an acid trip yeah and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. my favorite joke of spongebob i think it was spongebob was like oh what was it i got a letter and it was like you look at it and there's just a letter written on he he turns over and he's like on the other side there's a note and it's a musical note (laughs) like it's like and there's some sometimes they would do that kind of like the short little bits of animation where it's like a little bit more in depth and it's supposed to look like really disgusting yeah so i felt like they took like some of that and they like turned it into this and then turned it into that fucking juggernaut <laughs> that's still fucking around today for sure no it was just canceled spongebob was just canceled was it just canceled yeah. okay yeah they had a good run i mean long run i was really in, long i was in like middle school when it came out for sure that yeah that's really huge now everything's um moved to the the i want to say i don't know how to explain it now it's like uh real like sort of like reality ish it's where it's like live action people there's no more cartoons cartoon age is Slowly well, that, that was the thing away. with SpongeBob. SpongeBob was one of the few, like, that was still holding on mm-hmm. to that what made Nickelodeon great. Mm-hmm. But I think when Disney started to become big, yeah, with all their shows, yeah. they, like Nickelodeon was trying to copy that. Yep, one hundred percent. And it, it's just everything's the same now, and like it sucks. It's know, really derivative. I know a lot of people are congratulating or praising Cartoon Network for all, like what they're doing with cartoons. Oh yeah, again. They like still, they're like they're bringing it mm-hmm. back again. Mm-hmm. They're Which, working really hard with like stuff like Adventure Time and stuff. And like yeah. I know a lot of people hate Rick and Morty. But I love it. Like that's Adult Swim, but it's saying they're same it's umbrella. That, it's that weird thing. Like I watched one episode of Rick and Morty. I want to watch more, but the only thing is, I watched the first episode. wasn't bad. Didn't like it. Didn't hate it. But it made me want to go back and watch some old Adult Swim shows because there was a certain yeah. point that I like dropped off, mm-hmm. and it was just shit got in the way, life mm-hmm. got in the way. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite shows was Metal Op. No, oh, yeah, I uh-huh. went back to the beginning because I think I was like right around the second season, like about to get in the third. I was like, sure, I'm gonna start from the beginning. I watched everything, absolutely. And now I got I got to go back and watch Venture Brothers and. Well, it's another show that I stopped watching. That Aqua Teen Hunger Force, probably. Man, they got that after. Actually, yeah. I remember watching. <laughs> there was a certain point that I was just like, 
this show is made for drunks. Yeah. And people who are high really early oh, in the yeah. morning. Mm-hmm. But there was stuff that I remember loving about Aqua Team, but there was a point I'm just like, man, you guys got really weird. <laughs> no, yeah, hundred percent. Um I think that one was Robot Chicken. Robot Chicken was good. Robot Chicken is actually um one of the only only shows that featured a lot of wrestlers in it. Like oh, Roddy yeah. Piper was in it. I think Hogan was in it a few times. I don't want to. Maybe Macho Man. I could be wrong about that. Probably am wrong about that. I don't know. I gotta look. Like, I mean, because you have to get like oh, probably just small pieces for like Hogan. That was I think it was a Hogan knows best bit. Yeah. So and know. I remember Roddy Piper had like a GI Joe bit. Like he like busted in and was like beating up GI Joes. I believe. Or I can just be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. I was thinking of the Captain America one. Yeah. With uh, Ted Turner turning into Captain America. <laughs> Captain Planet. Terrible. <laughs> okay, go back to Nickelodeon. We we touched on a we little bit. We ventured way off of the channels. We need to we need to go back. We need to go back to Nickelodeon. Uh game show. Uh my favorite game show. I'm gonna be kind of a jerk right here. And um I know you want I know you're thinking I'm gonna say guts. No. Really? No. Well, Guts is my all-time favorite, but okay. I'm given Actually, so I'm just going to say Guts is my all-time favorite. Uh, Michael Malley's The Man. Watching that show was great. No because, credit for Mel. Huh? No credit for Mel. She's hot. She never re- she never um she never returned my um my message. I hit her up <laughs> a few times. I tried to talk to her. She's never returned it. So, your heart we're breaking my heart, Mo, if you ever hear this. Um <laughs> So, yeah, that's my favorite. Like they did all this basketball stuff. It was like innovative. Like they had the electric jungle or the elastic jungle where they had to jump through these bungee cords and climb through and mm-hmm. just really cool stuff. And like, there's an episode on there and it's the worst episode of Guts ever. It's a contestant named Baby D. I don't know if you know this, but Johnny Gargano showed me it. We were talking about Guts one day and he's like, hey, have you ever seen Baby D? Him and Greg Iron both pulled it up and started dying laughing. It's this little kid who is the worst at every single obstacle he does. Mm-hmm. He can't sw- As he's like in his flotation device swimming, all of a sudden it just flips completely over and he's like drowning so that people have to flip him back over. And then there's another uh, obstacle he has to do where he has to like pull vault over like a, like a pipe that's there. He jumps over and hits the pipe like five times before he falls over he's the worst but it's the greatest but i just loved it because it was very uh very um different remind me of like american gladiators but there was was kids and i always wanted to do it but segueing i'm giving honorable mention to nick arcade nick arcade was really cool and phil moore is a good friend of mine i talk to him all the time Mm -hmm. and he filmed a promo for me for uh mega wrestling's breaking down barriers against josh josh singh so I will always um, super respect him for it. He's a good dude. That's my favorite. Nick Arcade? Nick Arcade. Really? Because it was one of those, I like, I always loved video games, but I, it was another thing. I was an only child, didn't have brothers or sisters. So like a lot of times there's like, there's certain video games that when I hear the name, I think of Nick Arcade because it was one of the games you could play <laughs> on Nick Arcade. I'm just like, well, because it was a, uh, was Altered Beast 1? I think that, maybe. maybe. I, I can't recall. Because there was a handful that, that uh, changed. Yeah. Like, they, I mean, they would switch them in and out and like that was my favorite part like, like screw the questions let's you know, let's, it was let's all, do the game it was it was the double dare but for video games it was just like everyone was like oh the physical chat like no no let's get to the video games yeah. like screw the rest of this shit yeah. let's just go into this what what games show did you think i was gonna say nick arcade Re- did thought, you really? i thought it was gonna be nick arcade <laughs> i thought you were gonna do arcade. like oh you think i was like, uh, no I mean, man i always forget about guts i i loved all like i love the game shows so much like legend of the hidden temple is sweet like those temple guards was pretty rad like they would pop out of nowhere Mm -hmm. but the one thing about that show that always drove me crazy is these kids couldn't put together the silver monkey and and it would like drive me nuts it's like there's three pieces how how are you not getting this done right like i think it's like because it's getting them facing the right direction yeah 
obviously like you know which is which like obviously the base it goes in yeah. you, the, the monkey head has the pole so you know the middle piece it's like maybe getting it figured out the right way and you know you're on a you know i don't know a, that's that's a big one I, I mean everybody loves that one i think we love it. it's for the trying the silver monkey yeah the steps of knowledge that's from there and that's yeah, really cool i like that um I was a good show. I like Double Dare too, which um which segues it back to wrestling. AIW's Double Dare, which was really rad. I, I like that them shows are really cool. But um favorite favorite Nick um game show, obviously Guts. Guts. I wish I still had it. Do you remember I think it was Apple Jacks. If you got so many proofs of purchase and sent them in, they sent you a guts stop. Oh man, no. I used to have that. Jeez. I, I I'd probably look it on eBay, but I don't know how much they had. Dude, vintage Nickelodeon stuff on eBay is so expensive. It's just like vintage wrestling shirts yeah like my good friend thrift store jobber this is segueing off of it but thrift store jobber he has a whole bunch of um wrestling shirts he sells and he just makes good amount of money just selling wrestling shirts find Mm -hmm. and it's crazy it's crazy how much stuff sells for nowadays like all that vintage stuff is so expensive i always think of like toys that i had and i go how much is this on ebay brand new? you don't want to look it up well no i'll look it up because it's like part of me it's like i want to buy it again and the other part of me is like how much could i have sold Sold it for if i still had it like still in the box like because there's so many like uh whether it be ninja turtles or power rangers power rangers or, for sure the or, the megazord the oh the God. white the saber tooth tiger zord that's so that. much money dude i have i actually have one sitting in my attic because i'm a loser but it's the it's the original one from when I was a little kid. But I would want to buy a new one, but it's just so much money. Yeah, like I'd want to I want a new Dragon Dagger. Mm-hmm. But also I want the the Legacy Dragon Dagger, and that's even more money because it was like like shortly only for a short amount of time released mm-hmm. and defined one. It's just a oh for sure like that or the the Green Ranger Power Morpher. Oh, okay. Which I remember I had the original Power Morpher set, mm-hmm. which didn't come with a dragon coin. I don't even know if they sold a dragon coin back then. They, I don't, they I probably, don't remember. If they did, it was probably like a real cool coin, not like something cheap and plastic. Well, like, that or it was something that you had to like get separately, like how in the early 90s with WWE and certain mail away stuff. Oh, yeah. Like the Sunny mail. Well, no, the was it Sunny or was it Sable? There was, or was it both of them? There's a lot of mail away stuff. My favorite thing. Or that I'm talking about the Bone Crunchers. They had Hasbro's too that were mail away. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know, like, I think Zack Ryder probably the only one with the whole collection. But I know there's, like, a lot of those special mail-aways that yeah. is hard to find. I think my favorite is, uh, the cassette tapes of Fiends. Oh, yes! I've never seen them. And I, I was, like, way older when I heard that these existed for the WWF fan mm-hmm. club. I'm like, what, what, what? How do I find these? And I think I've looked on eBay, like, nothing ever comes up. Um, who had... I follow on Instagram, I follow a lot of, like, the secondhand guys that sell stuff. Someone was selling uh, WWF Superstars, I think, or whatever it was called. It was a cassette, and it has, like... Gold Dust on the cover, uh, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, maybe Vader. I can't, I could be wrong about that, but. I just remember looking at it, I'm like, man, I really want to buy this. He was only selling it for 15 bucks. I'm like, when I go to the thrift store, I always look at, or thrift stores, I always look at VHS tapes and I always look at cassettes. I very rarely ever find wrestling stuff because I would buy it in a heartbeat, Mm -hmm. but I never find it. And like stuff like that blows my mind when I see people have it. I love it when, like, I love wrestling themes. So if I ever find stuff, like, I don't really do cassette tapes, I do more CDs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I went into the exchange on two separate occasions and found a copy of actually 
actually WWF superstar album. Is that right. is that who's on the cover of that? Um, it depends. It's not the one that you were mentioning. Okay. Yours almost sound like Full Metal, but no, I don't think no. it's Full Metal. I, I'm gonna have to find like it. it was in, it's, it, it's, the, it's the album they released in 1993. It has the the WrestleMania theme on it, and has the one that actually the wrestlers talk in of you know. Oh, oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. That album I found one with the wrestlers on the cover, which is like the Nasty Boys, Bret Hart, uh, Tatanka, Undertaker, and they're all like in a group photo. I found that one, and I found one without that that I think they re-released years later when WWF had the big boom in the late 90s. I went into the exchange and found them two separate times, both versions. I was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I'm buying this. I can't afford it, but I'm buying it. You were completely right. It was full metal. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I know know my themes. I've never seen it on cassette, though. Like, let me see. Did they show the actual cassette? Is it clear? Oh, man, I wish it was. Isn't that I cool? wish it was yellow. Oh, that would have been really cool. It's black. I'd, or no, it's clear. No black. You know who used to put out really great cassettes, which I don't know where you lie on this fandom, and this actually could lead to a segue of uh, ICP. I, so yesterday... Um, exactly the segue I was talking about. So yesterday, <laughs> me, uh, Colby Rudd, and Frankie Flynn, we are the production in AIW. Uh, it, our, our whole me, me and Colby's tag gimmick is comedy and tragedy. Whereas I'm going to be the comedy of the tag team. He's going to be the tragedy of the tag team. See, Caden? I'm right. Boom. There it is. <laughs> Actually, um, Frankie told me. <laughs> Which is funny because like I, I showed. You, you had the tattoo. So we're that. And um, so Colby painted his face yesterday. It was an outside show, so there wasn't really a good bathroom. So he did it in the back, standing in front of a car looking in the window as he was painting his face. And it's clown makeup. It looks just like clown makeup. So he comes out, and we're trying to heal it up, and we're being bad guys. Guys, and all of a sudden, someone looks at him and goes, "Whoop, whoop!" And I, like, I, I've only broken once in a wrestling ring, and it was an old time show with versus Dick Justice. But I had to turn away because I just couldn't stop smiling because Colby's reaction when this guy yelled it at him was great. And then other people started calling him jug- a juggalo, and then it just spiraled to where everyone was yelling "family" at him. <laughs> and I was like, I was in the ring dying laughing because it was hilarious. But um, yeah, I. I don't want to say I'm a juggalo, but I do listen to ICP on long car rides. You can ask Eric Ryan because he's a juggalo and he will put it on as we're driving. I've never had that conversation. Eric's I, Eric, need, I need to. Eric Ryan is a full-blown juggalo. I was a juggalo from fifth grade all the way up to right before my junior year when I actually went to the gathering of juggalos, the first one that was in Northeast Ohio, mm-hmm. which was literally 15 minutes away from my house for Nelson Ledges. So it was like... Well, they, they were, it was there a whole bunch. It was there two or three years. Sorry for the very creepy. Yeah, we're like we said, we're in a a barn, so we have like things moving, winds blowing, cattle cattle fencing is blowing yeah, around. So, um, yeah, that first gathering was like shortly after that. I kind of got out of half the reason because my car got broken into. Oh jeez! So that really made me go fuck this juggalo shit, <laughs> like fuck this family quote because uh, they they fucking just stole my, they stole my CD collection, which I had this I had a thick ass binder full of shit. I have a good story. Um, I literally this week was going to tweet at JCW because I would want to wrestle for him again. When I first started, like I said, Eric Ryan took me under his wing mm-hmm. and we went to a few, like I would travel with him all the time. So Eric got booked to do um, JCW and he, he went to, there were two places in Indiana we went to and the first show I was there, you know, just paying my dues, helping set up, helping whatever. But secretly I was really stoked. I got to meet Violent Jane Shaggy Tudope. Mm-hmm. 
at this time, Shaggy Tudop had um, had to have hernia surgery, so he wasn't there. So I met uh, Violent J. Violent J was really cool. So I talked to him, you know, was really cool with him. The next night, me and Eric are chaining around the ring. He tells me, oh, not tonight, tomorrow night, you can wrestle. So I got to be in a battle royal at JCW, and it was pretty rad. And just, like, being in the ring, like, we, everyone was, like, thinking about spots, but, like, Necro Butcher was in there. And as, as like, a young wrestler, I was like, man, I want to pair up with Necro Butcher in this battle royal. So that's what I did. As soon as the bell rang, I ran over to Necro Butcher, and we started punching each other. And all of a sudden, I'm, like, punching him, punching him. He looks at me, and he's like, you ready to go out? And I'm like, no, I can't go out. Yeah, like, we have, I have to be in the end. He punches me so hard in the face and just dumps me out of the ring. And I was like, like, when I got in the back, I'm like, Necro, man. I'm like, I was supposed to have a spot at the end with the guys. And he's like, oh, I didn't know, brother. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, <laughs> and then, like, he gave me a hug, and I hugged him. I'm like, all right, that's fine, man. Like, I can't even be mad. Like, you're mm-hmm. Necro Butcher, and I love you. Like, <laughs> like you're awesome. But yeah, that's um segue into that. Yeah. Um I'm not a juggalo, but I like being around it. So when everyone was calling Colby Red a juggalo, it was cracking me up. But going back to the whole cassette thing, when I was a juggalo, I would at the exchange or C D game exchange at the time, I would find cassettes. And sometimes like their cassettes were pretty fucking cool. Were they like, were they different colors? They would okay, yeah, then that's like if they weren't singles, like I had a I had the Joker's Wild single and the Mad Professor single, but I also had Jekyll Brothers, which was like a see through red. And I want to say I had another one. I'm trying to remember. I want to say Riddle Box or maybe Tunnel of Love. And it had like a different tent. That's so, cool. That's so that, really cool. So back in that time, I mean, that was actually cool too. And that's like innovative too. Like, I mean, they changed the game. ICP changed the game. If no one wants to uh, admit to it. Like, I don't know. They're, they brought a whole dynamic to a different live performance. Seeing them live is really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, I never knew how fun it would be until I saw them live. And yeah. they're great. Like, I saw them at the Agora. And this is another random little story me eric ryan tom dunn and my old tag team partner chris stark oh also mark andrews wwe uk whatever you want to call it good old mandrews we went to see icp and um we we got down with the clown that's crazy yeah Yeah, i had i had to get out of them but that was a fun experience i actually when i went to the gathering i don't i don't think i uh i don't think i experienced jcw which sucks because that might have been that would have technically been my first indie show jcw was fun but but that was like 2003 had to be yeah summer 2003 huge but uh let's talk about your your tattoos here you're now i want to talk about the cereal because i'm a huge cereal guy too and uh my favorite of those is is the one up top as a fly lands on me and bites me yeah. Now I have um, was it West Nile? Now I got yeah. West Nile, and I'm dying. Uh, my favorite is the Halloween cereal. Have Have you had had some yet this year? I haven't had any yet this year. Um, I've been really trying to diet now that I'm wrestling for AIW. Okay. So I've been trying to diet and lift weights as much as I can, even mm-hmm. though I'm still a fat piece of shit. Um, but I have not, and I probably will cave because I love booberry. Booberry is really out of the three. Booberry is my favorite. I mean, I could say Count Chocula is, but you can get Count Chocula all year around. No, you can't. Not anymore. No, they cut that years ago because I thought, this, I thought for, forever it was you know Count Chocula all year round. Bring back Booberry and Frankenberry during those mm-hmm. select times, or the two years that we got uh, fruit brute, fruit brute, and yummy mummy, which I have. <laughs> I, God, I love Target when they would, they came out with the classic boxes. Mm-hmm. I, I actually have all of them there. Oh, nice! Not I. 
I, sh- I wish I would have bought them and kept the cereal in them, but I just Same. have the, the boxes yeah, and I broke them down. So they're just flat. So like somewhere I can frame them up maybe. Yeah. If I, if I want. I don't know. Yeah. They, I know they are out because when uh, we were at Tequila Jacks or Music Links now, Men Are on the Lake, I was next door grabbing a few things and they had an dis- end display of like oh, all of them. I'm just like, like my girlfriend who is here with us right now, she loves everything pumpkin spice. Like that's okay. like when everything else comes out, she's like, oh my God, oh my God. And then I'm like, when I see it, like that's my version. I'm just like, yes, Halloween. Halloween's here because I get this. <laughs> the sad thing is I still have a box of booberry that I think I recently just opened from last Halloween. <laughs> Like, I'm, I used to be a real big cereal eater, but now, like, just with my schedule, half the time, like, I don't. Like, I have a I have a cupboard of, like, so much cereal. Like, I don't have Oreos in there. Do uh, you have Oreos? No? no you I do? Mean, we do, yeah. Good. We, we just opened those uh, box, that box recently. Those are exclusive only to Walmart? Walmart I think Walmart. so. Yeah. That's, uh, I love Oreos. I'm glad they got brought back. My new favorite cereal, though, and I haven't looked for it again. They actually came out with a really good s'more cereal. Is it the one in the blue box? Or like not, teal not, box? Not, the, not the, the one that's been out for years. The Kellogg's it's, it's, one? It's a new one. Okay. Where it's basically uh, Golden Grahams and Cocoa Puffs with marshmallows. Okay. That sounds really which, good. Which makes total fucking sense. That's, yeah. That's really cool. And it's good because I love Golden Graham. You're going to have to ask Eric Ryan if he has that, had that. Because little side note, Eric Ryan loves s'mores. Oh, dude, me and him, I, we've talked. Because like, I remember him saying. He, he loves s'mores anything. Same thing. I went over his house and he was like making, like this was after like an AIW training because he trains, was it Tuesdays and Thursdays he trains there? So he trains there Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'll go over and hang out like on Thursday night and just be bros with him. Mm-hmm. And so I went over there and he's making um he's making dinner for himself. And so his girlfriend lives with them. And like I'm sitting there hanging out, we're watching TV. And all of a sudden he comes back with this giant plate of eggs, like four mini mini bagels. But I'm like, what are those mini bagels? And s'mores. he's like, they're s'mores. I have them. <laughs> and I'm like, and then like as he's devouring all of his food, his girlfriend's like, Eric, can I have one of those? And he's like, no, get your own food. And I'm just sitting here confused. I'm like, so you're eating eggs with s'mores bagels? Like. What? What's happening right now? I he told I, me the the jam, so I'm all about it. When I had those, I think I put Hershey's spread on it. Got it, or Nutella something. Did I put marshmallow on that one? Or did I do that with the English muffin? Oh, then I, I took a marshmallow, put it in the microwave, puffed it up. Puffed it, oh my god, I fucking love s'mores. <laughs> I'm going to actually steal that, because I love, I, like, I love s'mores too, but I have not tried it yet. If you find that cereal, it's... Because like I said, Golden Grams has been my favorite since mm-hmm. I was a little half. It's because of the, the whole graham cracker thing. Yeah, yeah. And when I found that, I'm like, ooh. And when I tried it, I was like, oh my god, this is... That's great. This is the... <laughs> Best cereal ever. And I hope it's not a seasonal thing because I like how s'mores has now become the summer flavor. Yeah, that's yeah for sure. But uh, there's only one that does outside of that, and that's Steak and Shake. They release their s'mores shake in the fall. Bonfire. That makes sense. That's so associate with that. Have you tried um i went to starbucks i don't know if it's like on their secret oh, menu or whatever Chino? yes oh dude it's it's that's not great it's not year round but that is one of my favorite s'mores things the only thing that comes close to that uh s'mores iced coffee at dunkin donuts okay I, i'm not a coffee or no, drinker. no 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 not coffee uh, not their iced coffee they're frozen coffee frozen. i'm not a coffee drinker anything that has that coffee flavor i'm not a fan you don't taste it as much with the frozen coffee okay you taste it with the iced coffee yeah, yeah. It, like the only problem is a lot of that that taste kind of set like if you let it sit for a while it just goes to the bottom makes sense but the yeah the s'more disruption oh fuck yeah <laughs> so they release that every year now like i'm gunning for it and like we just looked recently uh because we were both kind of in the mood for uh starbucks and i was checking i was like oh this one says that they don't have s'mores this one says they don't have s'mores like fuck this we're not going <laughs> but like 
a couple weeks later, there was they all had him again. So I don't know. That's cool. That's really cool. Is Caden? Is why isn't Caden here? I'm sure he isn't he coming to the show today. Oh, okay. Leave him out. We don't I need. Know. He doesn't need to be in this interview. No, we have yet to do. Uh, leave Caden. Leave Caden out. We we have yet to do an interview <laughs> together. Eventually we will, but I think a lot of times is me getting the shows earlier, me like having to stay after shows, or no, that's cool. having to come over to my house to do a podcast. No, we can leave Caden out because he makes fun of Doctor Dan, and I love Doctor Dan. So this is leave him out. I'm sure he's getting a lot of Twitter notifications from his GIF that, or GIF <laughs> or whatever you want to say that should have been tweeted from the wrestling chairs Twitter handle. Yeah. Just saying, Caden. <laughs> Help the brand out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying this as I'm looking at him directly behind you. Is he? He's, he's not looking this way. I see him and Johnny, though. They're standing there. Maybe Amy, too. I don't know. Yeah, she was, I know she was one of the first years. <laughs> <laughs> but they're right there. So that's the only reason why I'm joking about it. But yeah, um, I love cereal. Cereal's tattooed all over my arm. I have I have um, Captain Crunch on my bicep. Um, the side, I have Toucan Sam with the catchphrase, follow your nose. Yeah. And um, I have Tony, old Tony, old school Tony the Tiger. And then up top, the monsters. Uh, my favorite, obviously, is Captain Crunch, even though it rips the roof of your mouth up. <laughs> it's fine. And under my Captain Crunch tattoo, I have Mother Approved. That's for kicks. Kid test at Mother Approved. Yes, yes. But I'm not going to get Kid Test it tattooed to me because I feel that would be really weird. <laughs> But I didn't. I didn't put that together after I got the mother approved tattoo. I was like, I'm gonna get mother approved because you know it's a little tongue in cheek. Because like my mom didn't really approve of my tattoos, but yeah. I'm like, it flows with the cereal thing. And then I thought really hard about it because I was gonna get kid test it up on my shoulder. And I'm like, no, that's not. Um, that's not good. Shouldn't do that. No, should never have kid test a tattooed to me. Should we be wrapping it up soon, or I, I don't. A, a I, I honestly do not care. It's totally fine. Um, yeah, it doesn't eh. doesn't matter to me. It's whatever you you guys are up to. That's true. So I'm on your guys' time. Which Captain Crunch do you like more? Oops, all berries. Oops, all berries. Oops, okay. all berries is the best Captain Crunch because it's all berries, and you'll have the um the corn pieces or whatever the the, the like, yellow pieces, the that, yellow pillows. The, yeah, <laughs> the yellow pillows that cut your roof of your mouth up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Ever since I was little, I loved uh, just the Crunch berries. Obviously, I mean Oops, all berries. I yeah. think I've had it, but I don't know. Just to me, that's the class. Messing there, up. there was there was regular there was no, you don't want the, and then you the do, peanut butter. You don't want regular. Regular Captain Crunch is the worst. Like I love Captain Crunch. I, I could eat it, but just all the yellow pieces, man. That's like boring. That's like eating. Um, that's like eating Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies is boring. You have to put sugar in it. I w- I don't know. I could eat that without sugar. What? I'll, I stand up for one cereal that a lot of people are like. Really? That's one of your favorites? Like my top one, like is that Golden Grams, which is hit Gold, miss. no Golden. I give you. Golden hit, well, it's really hit miss. Good. Some people are like yeah. People are like really. My second favorite cornflakes. Plain. Uh. Like I can eat them with sugar. Sugar without sugar, with honey without honey, but I I could even I don't know why I think it's because that's what like my grandparents that's what they always had so okay. if I went over there that makes sense like I had it a lot so I just got used to it and I could eat it with or without that makes sense I mean if you and I think if you want cornflakes with sugar just eat freaking frosted flakes exactly I agree because it's probably going to taste more sugary because a lot of people screw up when it comes to sugar and cereal don't put it on the cereal put it in the milk stir it mm-hmm. to get it to dissolve then put the cereal in to fucking so you put your milk in first only for that what only for that. Or if you want, you only get a little bit of cereal then. Or if you want 
you mix it separately, put cereal in the bowl, and then this seems like a lot of work. This seems like a, this is like a chemistry project you're you're conducting to have okay. cereal. The Mr. Bill Nye, the science guy over here, <laughs> stirring up milk concoctions. What do you think about this? And my girlfriend, <laughs> like she she thinks I'm crazy for this when it comes to cereal. Any type of chocolate cereal, chocolate milk. No, that actually that's not crazy. I um thank so, you. So I'm I'm a, I'm a fat kid at heart. So I'll go to United Dairy Farmers and I'll get milkshakes, and they have s'mores flavored ice cream so i'll get a s'mores flavored milkshake but i'll have them use chocolate milk and it tastes amazing oh i bet but yeah so i i do not i do not blame you but i i wouldn't take the time out of my day to mix up some like no nest like i wouldn't pour my my glass of milk and just cipher out a little bit of nest quick and then mix it up and then pour it onto my cereal because that's way too long i'm talking like actual get like chocolate milk oh no if that's if you have if you have chocolate milk in the fridge and you pull it on out and pour it in that's great i I would do that and i have done that before i've done it i've done it with cocoa pebbles because cocoa pebbles is the best chocolate cereal you can i gotta think about this one you you it's the best it's the best chocolate cereal because um you can let it like um let it get soggy and then you can eat it like mush like chocolate mush like an old man yeah like if i was an old man i would just want um i would want my diet to consist of just cocoa pebbles that have been sitting way too long because i would have probably forgotten about it because i would have alzheimer's I gotta really think about that. That's my favorite <laughs> chocolate cereal. I do. I mean, I love Fruity Pebbles. I like they're both good in general. But Fruity I Pebbles know. is good. I mean, I love a cereal as a whole. No, yeah, there is. Um, so I take this protein that I've been drinking. It's amazing, and I'll give Dominic Greeny shit for it because he didn't get it. So I drink Ghost. Anything Ghost brand's great. They have their own protein powder. It's called cereal milk. It tastes just like milk from like Lucky Charms. It's amazing. It's so good. Dom, I Dom, I saw I saw at the last Tequila Jack show or Music Links, whatever it's yep. called. I saw the big protein sitting in the back, and I was like, oh man, somebody got cereal milk. And I looked at it, and it was blueberry pastry. And I'm like, man, who got this? This is the worst. And I'm like going on about how terrible this is. And Dom walks over, all intimidating as he is. He's like, this is mine. And I'm like, that's the worst brand ever, Dom. Like, come on, man. And he's just looking at me. He's like, it's great. I'm like, get the hell out of here. Like, you should have got cereal milk because it's 10 times better. <laughs> <laughs> but like I was saying about my girlfriend, she, well, your legit reaction is, why would you put chocolate milk in a cereal? Because it's going to turn into chocolate milk later. And I go, extra chocolatey. <laughs> exactly, because that's exactly what I say. <laughs> and uh, I've done it for even fruity cereal. Put strawberry milk in it for fruity what cereal? Certain, any type of fruity cereal, like maybe cocoa pops or fruity pebbles. Put I've strawberry milk it. into it. That sounds like that sounds very innovating. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to try it. It's been a while. Like it's a, it's the rarity because I mean you do half time you do have to do that extra work. Yeah, but yeah, like that has to be extra work because I don't. Well, for me when I was over the road, like I could go buy like little things of cereal and just pour it, and, and then, then I could buy a little okay. thing of milk okay. and I could put it in, so it made more sense. Okay. And a lot of times, maybe for dinner, like I'd be like, uh, I don't have really much in my truck that I want. Let me see what is in here. Like oh, I'm in a cereal mood, so I'll grab like things of cereal, little thing of milk, like pour no. it. so it's like everything's already pre-made okay. for me. So, so, all right, all right, I, I'll give you that. In my head, I'm like, it takes way too much time to pour a glass and stir it up. And then, and plus, I'm too lazy to do that. extra, that's an extra <laughs> dish. <laughs> that's an extra cup that I'm going to have to wash, man. I don't know. <laughs>
<laughs> I kind of think it's funny. This whole interview, we've really, really yet to talk anything wrestling. I mean, we just briefly touched into it. We can, we can talk wrestling. It doesn't matter. I can talk all day. I, we can do a part two, part three. I love talking and uh, talk 90 stuff. <laughs> uh, my um, my illegitimate wrestling son is back back talking to me, so I'm very upset about that. In wrestling business, I have three illegitimate sons. It would be Philly Collins, which he's not here and he sucks because he's um should be here hanging out with us. The other one would be Marino Tangala, Tanagula, whatever, however you say his name. I'm never gonna get it right. Um, and at Eight Ball Eddie, his name, yeah, Eight Ball Eddie. He's one of Ricky's new trainees. And like Marino and Philly, they trained at Mega, but I've sort of want to say I'm trying to take them under my wing, whether they want it or not. Mm. <laughs> they get my advice, good, bad, or different, whether they want it or not. I'll just go up to them and be like, you need to do this better. And that's usually to Philly, not Marino. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I don't have to say that to him ever. So when do you think we're going to see Parker Pierce do the 13 Reasons Why gimmick? <laughs> he needs to do that. I didn't get I didn't get a chance to talk to him about it yesterday, and I'm very I'm very upset about it. But uh, I talked to Duke about it, and he laughed about it. It's he, so fucked he, up. He pop, he pop, well, not the 13. The, uh, he popped about Alpha Beta Dig, too. I'm a big fan of it. I think that needs to happen. Is the show starting? <laughs> I don't know. It might. Maybe we'll wrap things up. That's that's our playing off music. <laughs> if you can hear it in the background of um, this horse stable, you it might it might not be picking up on the microphone. It's faint in the background, but still, it's it's a reason to wrap this up. I'm very upset. I just want to talk more and more and more. We have we, to do. We talked about some of the stuff I really want to talk about. Okay. The, the whole nostalgia thing, Nickelodeon, because I feel like I've said with these interviews, I wanted to get interviews with people that I can have a good conversation mm-hmm. with, and not just your normal wrestling questions. Let's talk about who people are. Oh, for sure. And that's why, like, number one was Greg, Ethan Page, because I know we could talk movies. Joshua Bishop was because a lot of people are asking for it, and I'm like, fuck it, you're a blank canvas. I know nothing about you. Let's do this. And then, like, I was trying to think of someone new, and I'm like, oh my god, Derek, like, we have a for lot sure. of the same interests, especially the whole Nickelodeon yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, we grew up in that era and it's weird i think most people kids your age were a little bit more about disney yeah but nickel like i grew up that age like nickelodeon was the shit Mm -hmm. and that's that's the area that i kind of represent or same like the cartoon network generation too which is also a little bit around disney like i watch cartoon network i'm I'm against those that's like i'm nickelodeon for life yeah (laughs) i i actually just got new um wrestling gear and they are made of Zubas because uh, I love anything 90s. So my wrestling gear is all the designs are in Zubas, but the back logo is the Rugrats logo. Yeah. But it says my name, obviously. And um, that's because I love everything. I just like doing things that I love. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's uh, wrap the show up. Any things I can plug? plug in? Yes. So I've been training every Monday at the AIW Wrestling Academy. Okay. It's um it's off 140th and Brook Park Road, but if I I can't um recommend it enough. Mm-hmm. Uh Johnny Gargano and Candice come obviously monthly to check on everything. Dom's working really hard. Dom Dom Garini, who's one of my best friends, he's working really hard with mm-hmm. um these young kids that are coming out. Same thing with Brian Carson, Dr. Dan. It's a group effort. Yeah. But I've been going every Monday and sort of working with that like work i i mean i'm trying to get better but just watching the progression of these new kids are going to be great like if you think the iw kids now are good you're going to be surprised in four or five months when the new batch comes out okay. it's just i can't press the iw wrestling school enough i mean in general like wrestling's at an all-time high right now in ohio mm. like the iw kids are killing it mega wrestling's there same thing with um where 
Ricky's Ricky School with the Roaring Elbow. I don't know if he's still doing too much of that, but you know, wrestling's at all time high. I can't push it enough. Um, I have a pro wrestling tee store you can go and look at. I have some really cool designs. They're all 90s based. It would be prowrestlingtees.com backslash Derek Direction. You can follow me on Twitter. You can read my tweets about life, Chipotle. Mm. Um, I'm trying to get blocked by famous people because it's funny. So you can watch that. <laughs> um, it's twitter.com backslash Derek underscore direction and type in Derek on Facebook and I'm sure I probably have a whole bunch of mutual friends with you and if we're not friends add me and you can see me post about the calves that's true you're huge (laughs) yeah huge in the basketball (laughs) I I love basketball a lot so I'm like I always try to stay in gimmick like on a lot of things yeah but I will always post about the calves even though they're not 90s based they're obviously right now yeah because I love basketball and I love the calves and I love LeBron James I'm more football so when you I know when you posted just a couple days ago like is it bad Basketball season, like, no football season to start. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um, that's that's another thing. Like I'm not a football guy. I could have got tickets to the last Browns game, and um, like my friend was like, "Let's go." And I told my girlfriend, she's like, "Why didn't you go to the Browns game?" I'm like, "I hate football." And then like everyone, like st- not trying to start a, a war between us, but like everyone was like, "Why didn't you go?" I'm like, "Football sucks." And then they like look at me like I'm a weirdo. They're like, "They're like," I'm like, "I hate football," and they're like, "Well, wrestling's fake." And I'm like, this this is an argument. I'm just telling you my opinion. I'm not bashing what you like. Or like wrestling's gay. <laughs> I can I can understand that logic maybe. I mean like liking basketball better, fine. If you'd have been like, screw football, I like baseball, I'm like I come so, on. So like don't th- jump over this table. I actually do love the Indians. Okay, I, okay. <laughs> the thing is I like basketball, I like baseball, but when it comes to a sport like this is the way I explain the history, and it's great that we're here at Old Wrestling because this, back during this time, you know, football when it's uh, when the NFL started in the 1920s, it was not really that popular. Yeah, like there were franchises that came in and out of the league just because they didn't have enough money. Yeah, yeah. And baseball was huge, and a lot of it was because of radio. Yeah, baseball is a radio product. Oh, for sure. Football is not. No, not at all. You had the you advent just... of TV and everything that came behind mm-hmm. it. Football is television because people want to see people getting hit, and that's how life is. Like people like watching stuff like that, and like when you watch football. You want to see people getting knocked out and dropped, and not, you want not, to see. not necessarily that. I look at it like like when when the ball's in play, like everything's fast. Yeah, like you have to react. Obviously, between plays is when they mm-hmm. when is when they, like that part's slow, but then you it's like fast pace, mm-hmm. fast slow, fast slow, fast mm-hmm. slow. There's so many different variables so too. It, it's great to watch on TV, but baseball, like I said, baseball on TV is not that interesting. No. I feel like when I go to a baseball game, it's like, oh, I'm relaxing. Baseball game, this is cool. Yeah, but, but then a football game, it's like, oh, fucking football! No, yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, that's where I think, like, football and basketball, like, going to the games like that are good. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, yeah! Like, I'll go to baseball games, and actually, I just went to a baseball game. Uh, gave me tickets to the baseball game. And, uh, I might be censoring that. <laughs> so um, he gave me tickets to the game Friday. Friday yeah. And um, me and my girlfriend just sat there and we just relaxed watching baseball. Exactly. And I, that's that's all it is. Like, I just love baseball. Like, you know, drink a beer, uh, watching baseball. See, I like the thing I love about football is the length of the season. Mm-hmm. It's made for people to easily follow. Mm-hmm. One game a week with an off, with, you know, a bye week mm-hmm. in the season. Everybody has one. One game it? that week, so good three months of football, isn't that? Right? Uh, two 
um, September, o- September, October, November, four months of four football. Months. It starts right around the beginning of September, ends towards the end of uh, December. If you count August, it's pretty much that's all uh, preseason shit. And January on the other end is where your playoffs come. It's, like their season's also like six months long. Yeah. From I mean, the, but- the Hall of Fame game to the Super Bowl, it's about six months. Okay. Okay. I give you that. But it's not is like beaten in the ground like his baseball season baseball season is like six games a week or they go on a, a stretch where it's like 14 games they're playing 14 games out of 15 days or something like that and it's just I, like i feel I like know. i feel like with football every game matters yeah because that one game that you lose could lose a spot could be yeah where it may, you may you lose a game in baseball or basketball it's like okay even hockey too. Well, yeah. If we want to get into that, it's like okay, lost. Well, okay, on to the next one. Like you really have to win more in football. I gotcha. But uh, how about your Instagram? I know you didn't. Oh, write my that. Instagram is Instagram.com backslash xdfkx. That's sort of more of a personal account, but mm-hmm. I'll add you. I get a lot of likes. I mean, it's my profile is not private, so you can find me and look at my pictures. I'll probably add you back yeah. if you add me. So yeah, I um. Also, the only the last thing I want to push on this podcast is the book, the PME Experience. I was actually about to book, say book my book my legitimate children, and um, I'll be very happy. Thank you. Would you like to get on the mic and support uh, the <laughs> You're here. You said a couple things. You might as well. You get you get all the right to say stuff too. Hi there. I am uh, one half of that book that Derek Direction was so kindly speaking about. Um, the other half of the book, Philly Collins, uh, he is out with the ladies right now. I'm going to guess <laughs> I can't really keep track of him. He's kind of hard to, he had a real, he had a really rough night last night when I seen him, he was, um, he was partying a little too hard with, um, yeah. worldwide. Yeah. Last time I seen him, he had a 40, a bush in his hand and he was already pretty drunk. That's so, probably after two bottles of uh, mad dog 2020. Oh, I forgot about that aspect of it. <laughs> that Eric Ryan had that mad dog 2020. He was trying to pass it on to me, but I'm going to let Marino take it away here. Thank you, guys. Okay, as he's walking away, uh, Marino. Hello. Uh, little plugs. Little plugs. I'll keep it simple. Um, for myself, uh, you can pretty much find me anywhere, just at Marino Tanaglia. Uh, Marino spelled like Dan Marino. Uh, Tanaglia, nah. Just type in Marino and it'll Yeah, type in Marino T. You're probably going to find it after that. Pretty much. Uh, and then for Philly, it's just Philly1Collins on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All right. So we're going to wrap things up here. Thank you for having us. Thank you. And uh, thank you for coming on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even if we can't pronounce it right. Right.